everybody. It's John, and I just wanted to jump in here real quickly and let you know that I had to revert to a backup recording of this interview, so the quality isn't as good as some in the past. Also, due to some time constraints, I wasn't able to go in and clean up this interview, so you're getting the whole interview in its entirety. I apologize to Chris for that, and this is just an example of working through failure, working despite the failure. Here we are. Here is my interview with Chris Starin about failure to promote. Struggling for purpose for February 20th, 2020. My name is John Wilkerson, and today I am interviewing Chris Starin. He hosts the Truce podcast and has also written and directed two movies, Bringing Up Bobby and Between the Walls. And if you listen to his podcast, you've probably also heard him mention his novel, Cradle Robber. Hey, Chris, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, John. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. You were on the first rebranded episode this you know before it was 10 the podcast and you were the first person i interviewed yeah when we did struggling for purpose and i've actually interviewed you before on my old mm. jesus geek podcast so this third time's a charm yeah <laughs> uh, if i interview you 10 times i'll give you a t-shirt how does that sound that'll be great oh okay i look forward to it okay <laughs> so we are going to talk about uh failure to promote as it right comes to podcasting. But like I do with all my guests, I have to ask you, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh, I had oatmeal. Oatmeal. Uh, Yeah. Oatmeal with blueberries, but I do it with um, coconut milk instead of water. Uh, And it's a lot thicker that way. It's more pleasant. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll have to think about that sometime. Yeah. Try that out. All right. So when you hear the word failure, what do you think of? So many things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so many things, uh, but it's, I mostly think about how afraid we are of that concept. Um, and, and, uh, especially in the Christian world, there's kind of a back and forth, uh, where people, some people think that you can't fail, uh, if you're, if you're in God's will, uh, or it's something that you're doing can't look like failure. But, um, I, I think of, um, Jeremiah, the prophet in the old Testament, and I, I, uh, <laughs> I really relate to him. Uh, I, he, he, he's got this passionate message. He, he's so invested in it, and he, he just gets beaten up and dragged around. But for this thing, and basically nobody listens to him for forty years. Yeah, and uh, and you can kind of look at that for two ways. Uh, either he was a quote unquote failure because nobody listened to him, um, or he is a success because. Uh, he was doing what God told him to do regardless of the results. Mm. Um, and so I, I always hold on to him, especially in those dark days as a podcaster, filmmaker, novelist, when, you know, nobody is, is contributing to your projects. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it can feel pretty dark sometimes, but um, uh, you know, especially in my case, I feel really passionate about what I do. Uh, I really, really enjoy it too. Um, so I, you know, you kind of have to sometimes just buck it up and, and keep going. Um, so I, 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 I'm very fond of Jeremiah. Yeah. He, yeah. he certainly has a lot of, uh, a lot of qualities that I think, uh, many Christians should 
consider looking at besides just being a prophet and hearing from God, you know? Right. Um, so we want to talk about your failure to promote. Mm-hmm. Are you, when, when we first talked about this and Kale mentioned this last year, we, last year, last time is that the three of us were kind of going back and forth and talking about failure and how the church is afraid of it and, yeah. and afraid to confront it. When you think about your failure to promote, are, are you specifically, were you specifically thinking about truce or were you thinking about some other things as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of it, um, you know, because it, it sounds very nice on the intro to say he's a filmmaker and a podcaster and a novelist. The, the, the reason I've done so many ultimately is, is that I have not been successful financially in any of them. Mm. Um, so I've been kind of moving on. Uh, trying to find something that I can do that won't, you know, cost me a fortune um, to produce, uh, but that I can still, you know, uh, express myself and express the things that God's putting on my heart. Um, and uh, with the movies, like there was, there was a guy I won't mention his name, um, but he made a film uh, that w- it was ninety minutes long, and it ended. I kid you not, the story ended ten minutes in. And then for the next 80 minutes, they celebrated the fact that they'd solved their problem. Um, and this guy outsold us time after time in the DVD market. And I thought, like, bringing up Bobby, Bobby is not a perfect film, but uh, it was much better than his film. <laughs> but he could promote things. Um, like, so he, he wasn't a great storyteller, uh, but he was a very, very good promoter. So he had this huge online following and um, and, and, uh, and people were just willing to like do whatever it took to help him out. And, uh, and we had none of that because my brother and I spent so much time working on the product, uh, that we, we really had nothing left for the marketing. Um, mm. and, and yeah. that's often how it is with the truce podcast is that I, I'm, it takes me an insane amount of time to do the actual show. Um, and then I've got other jobs that I work, uh, to actually pay bills because truce does not, you know, is it not in the green? It's in the red, um, and so uh, uh, I, I don't have time. A lot of times, intrused to do advertising. Um, I think yeah. when people hear podcasts, and, and actually, Dave Jackson mentioned this. He's mentioned this before on on his podcast before School of Podcasting. Is that he in this week's episode? He played the credits for Radio Lab. Mm-hmm. And there were 25 people right. that they acknowledged <laughs> that put that podcast together. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'll just do a podcast and, right. and, and it'll get really popular. And that's not necessarily the case. No. And you're doing the work. You're doing all the work. That those twenty five people were doing, plus it probably took them six to nine months to make to produce that episode as well. Right, and you're doing it in less time. Right, yeah, and I mean, of course, their show is much better than mine. They get to go on location and actually interview people, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, but mine is very complex. Truce is very complex. Um, like I have an episode coming up um, where we're talking about how empire, how the United States is an empire, technically because. Uh, we have American Samoa and Puerto Rico and these, these different areas that are territories but don't have the right to vote in Congress and stuff the way that, you know, we have representatives. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people would say the United States is a Christian nation. So if you believe that, um, 
is is empire a Christian concept? Is that something we're okay with as Christians? That's what we're talking about in this episode. And so what what we did, um, and it's, I'm so excited to finally edit this eventually, but uh, I devised a game of capture the flag uh, where we had four different teams and each team got to be basically their own country. And each team got to have either uh, ice cream, bowls, spoons, or sprinkles. And, and that was their resource that they had, like, you know, as if it were uh-huh. oil or something. And each, each country then, uh, they could barter with each other, they could make deals with each other, or they could go and they could take over the other countries and take their resource by taking their, their flag. Um, and, and, and in between each round of this show, because we kept changing what was at stake, um, uh, we had discussions uh, with the, everybody who was participating. It was like 23 people. Um, and so we have discussions with that. So, uh, just for that episode for truce, um, <laughs> I had to z- design the game. Well, think about, think about what would be a good way to discuss empire. Um, and then I had to design a game, write the curriculum so that I can then include it with the, uh, the episode. I had to invite 22 people. Actually, I invited like 50 or 60 people to, to do it. And 20, 23 people showed up. I had to book the church. Um, I had to put together the whole event record the event and now i have to edit um what amounts to probably five or six hours of audio because we had different audio recorders going at the same time mm. um and that's that's one episode of truce <laughs> 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 whereas you know I, a lot of people have much easier models uh where they can sit down and they can you know record an interview and edit it a little bit and, and that's fantastic i'm kind of envious of that model um, but with truce, it's so labor intensive that for a guy who has a full, another full-time job and two other part-time jobs, um, it, it, uh, it becomes very difficult, um, to market. Um, I actually was, uh, even cross-country skiing yesterday. Um, we did a 28 mile round trip, cross-country ski trip in two days, um, this weekend. And one of my friends was telling me yet another way that I should be marketing the show. Like everybody right. has... Everybody has a different thing that they think I should be doing. And really, almost none of them overlap. Um, time after time, they're like, well, you should have enough time to do this. Other podcasters have time. I don't. My podcast takes too much time. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I, don't have, I don't have time to apply for grants and to um, you know, hit up all the wealthy people that live near me. Or, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Um, so you know, in a lot of ways, a lot of us have to just trust in the Lord to provide. Uh, yeah, just just go do the work and and trust the Lord to provide. Yeah, and at the same time, let's see. So when you were on in 2018, Truce was just starting out. Yeah, and I helped you out in the early stages with with doing some promotion. Thank you, and and helping with some of the social media. Yeah, and it kind of since then you've you've brought on some extra help as well people you can pay or are you paying them? I don't know. Are, <laughs> oh, I, I have nobody else. You have yeah. nobody else anymore. Okay. No, no, okay. I, I, I haven't had anybody else. I had my brother produced two episodes of the show um, on John Rockefeller. And uh, that that's basically it. I've done basically everything else. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So the promotion here is it j- just like with a lot of other podcasters, it's on your own shoulders. It is. Yeah, you have to promote it, and and you can't. There's this whole philosophy of be everywhere, mm-hmm. 
which you can take, or there's also the philosophy of go where your audience is. Right. But you have to find an audience first. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to promote. Yeah. So how has, do you ever feel like doing promotion is, takes away from the quality of your podcast? Oh, yeah. Or ha have you ever thought, okay, I know I need to promote this. So instead of spending an hour here and fine tuning this a little bit more, I'm just going to leave that the way it is yeah. because I know I'm going to need time to promote it. Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the whole, the whole podcasting thing is a bargaining game. You're kind of like, you, you pick up a little bit of time here, but you lose something over there. Um, and I, I made the decision that I was going to try to, to focus on quality of the actual show. Um, and, and even if that meant hurting the marketing, because I could end up like that guy that I was talking about with the films where he has a film that ends 10 minutes into the movie instead of 90 minutes into the movie. And so he's got a, you know, a, a bad product, but he's got a great marketing strategy. Um, I would much rather have a great product than a great marketing strategy. Uh, that's just me. Um, it's not going to make, it's not going to be as lucrative maybe, but I, I will be more, pleased with what I've done at the end of the day. Um, and that's, that's more important to me is like, have I really done a good job with the actual episode? Right. That because being it, said, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, keep going. I was gonna say that being said, if uh, I, I, there are a lot of people who are looking to get into podcasting and I always tell them like, if you want to get into podcasting and make a Christian show, there are tons of other shows that would love to have you on as a partner. Uh, to like if you would take on half of the burden, right? <laughs> uh, that is always what I tell people. Nobody wants to do that. They always want their own show. But um, I, I think if, if anybody's listening and, and wants to get into podcasting, reach out to your favorite small Christian podcast and ask if you can just be of service. It's a great way to learn from other people's mistakes and, and on their dime. Um, but it also could be a really great foot in the door. And people, I'm, I'm sure that others would love help. Um, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and I think a lot of what a lot of other Christians don't realize is that the Christianity mm -hmm. is the most crowded category in podcasting right. that's yeah. out there right now. Mm -hmm. And so if if you're going out and you're saying I want to make a podcast that's going to appeal to Christians and you drop it in that religion and spirituality, Christianity category, you're entering the most competitive category that's out there mm -hmm. because there are tens of thousands of Christian podcasts out there. And most of them are kind of like automatically generated. It's some church putting a sermon up there and right. And while you may say, okay, well, that's easy to compete against because they're just throwing it up there without any effort, it's still taking eyeballs away. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I'm looking at some stats from, from 2018, which is, I think, the last time we have stats on them. I, I could be wrong on that. And it is more than twice as popular as the next single category, which is music. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's incredibly crowded to yeah. make a Christian podcast. Right. And so you have to find a way to make yourself stand out from the crowd. Right. And you're choosing to do it with content instead yeah. of just promoting and promoting and promoting. Right. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's one strategy. Uh, the thing is most, most of them are just sort of straight interview shows and many of them are about sort of necessary topics, but uh, similar topics where it's about marriage or dating, um, you know, their sermons, uh, theology. Um, there, there are some very creative ones out there, uh, which is fun. You know, uh, yours, I mean, you're looking at a, a subject that people don't like to talk about in Christianity. That's important. So I think that's awesome, John. Congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> but uh, there was another one called Revived Thought um, that I thought kind of bridges a nice gap that uh, they're, they're taking sermons that were written and um, delivered before recording devices were around, and they're having people read them. And then they edit them for length and stuff like that. But um, they're all old sermons from, you know, uh, D.L. Moody or um, Calvin or, who, you know, people from the past. Um, and so they are, they're kind of feeding into what the market's looking for with sermons, um, but they're, they're reviving these old ideas. And I think like, if you can be creative like that, you know, and, and just put an, a spin on something that's going, it helps a lot uh, to stand out in the market. Right. Um, and, and that's, you know, without being as, as complex as truce is, you know, you don't have to be as ludicrously complex as my show is <laughs> to be different in the market because well, people are doing the same things. Yeah, you're doing it as an NPR style yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's that's interesting about that there's a certain category of Christians that probably have never heard an NPR show. Mm-hmm. And so this would not appeal to them. Right. And there's other people who just want to listen to sermons. And there's other people who just want to listen about what's wrong with the church. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. you can just go down the list of all these uh, particular interests. There's really no, there's no, you can't just broadly create a podcast that's going to appeal to all Christians. Right. Because right. there's Western and Eastern traditions. Right. There's Catholic traditions. There's, uh, you know, Pentecostals. Pentecostals probably aren't going to listen to what Catholics have to say about about God. Right. Um, and so, so that can be a little bit different. And really, the besides making content, is to uh, to promote. So, what I want to kind of try and focus on here for a little while is. So when you started, there was very little promotion, and I've noticed that you have right. you've gotten much better at when when you promote. It's ve- it's very clean. It's to the point. How has that affected the podcast as far as drawing people in, or maybe I should say this: What method of promotion do you think has brought you more listeners? Yeah, there there are basically two things. Uh, so it's it's usually when the guest, if you have a guest on the show, shares the episode on their social media feeds. Um, that helps a lot. So the um, I've had a few the, the two people who have shared the episodes the most are not Christians, um, and so they <laughs> they they've been sharing this episode around, and I get hundreds of listeners who would never have found me otherwise. Nice. Uh, because because these people were on it, and uh, that's another weird thing with my show is that frequently I have non Christians on as the guest um, because they're an expert in whatever we're talking about. Um, 
And then the other thing is I, <clears throat> I, I had paid for some ads on the Christianity Today podcast network. Um, and and uh, that generated a lot. But then I became a part of the Christianity Today podcast network. Um, and we cycle ads for each other. Uh, we share ads. Um, and so actually, I've, I've been seeing a little bit of a growth through that, okay. uh, where um, I just have like a little <clears throat> 40 word ad that plays at the beginning of somebody's show, or I have a, a minute long ad that plays at the middle or the end of somebody's show. Um, and then that way, they, they hear about it in another Christian podcast. Uh, which is is pretty cool. So those 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 things have been the best way. Um, I've also been on other people's shows, but I haven't seen them those be as um, productive as mm. the ads or or so, again somebody just sharing like, hey, I was on this show. You should listen to it. Um, and uh, I've had some pretty big names on the show, like Stephen Mansfield or Phil Vischer, but those guys have not shared the episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's like I, 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 those episodes get like the average amount that I usually get. Um, but the, the ones where the, the, the guest is excited are, are the best ones. Um, but I, I, can't, I can't seem to predict who that person's going to be. Sure. Um, you know, again, because it's usually not a Christian who's sharing it um, that's excited about it. So, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, I, I, I think that a lot of non-Christians, they're very open to the idea of exchanging ideas and philosophies. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a number of, there's, there's a good amount of Christians that aren't. It's kind of like my idea or the highway. I don't even want to listen to those other ideas or concepts because it's, you know, me and Jesus and the church and so I think that actually affects how people share things. Right. I think if if you if you're if you have an audience that's open to listening to other ideas and philosophies, then when you share that, they're going to respond. Right. But if you have an audience that's not open to that, they're going to look at the title and they're going to go, eh, "Nope, that's not for me," and just skip right. it. And not even check that out. And so trying to find a way to get those people that would normally skip it, I think, is is a big challenge. It is. You mentioned the ads on, on the Christianity Today Network. Mm-hmm. And early on in podcasting, we used to do that pretty regularly. We would exchange promos right. between podcasts. And that has pretty much all but dried up mm-hmm. these days. And I would encourage people, if, if they have a Christian podcast, that they record a 15 to 30 second promo for their show and start shopping it around and, and offering a promo swap themselves. Because right. I think that is, that's the best way we're going to get more people to listen is with like you know, speaking to like-minded people whether it's like-minded in they like my topic or like-minded in they'll listen they'll want to listen to a bunch of different topics mm-hmm. so true. yeah that helps a lot and i also like i find if somebody can actually hear get a, <clears throat> an idea with my voice what the show is actually about that that's a, that's a much better sell because i've been covering topics about like the romanovs from russian history or communism versus socialism, 
and and they they have a very strong Christian tie-in. Uh, but if you just see the title, you're going to be like, "How in the world does that fit with a Christian show?" Right. Exactly. Because uh, I've I've kind of decided to go the route. There are different shows that will they will do a topic that is hot um, and talk about that. I've decided to go a, a route where I want to tell you a story that I think you should know, but you probably have no idea you should know. Mm-hmm. Um, which are the favorite, my, my favorite shows are always that way, where like they're talking about something that I had no idea I would be interested in. Uh, and then I get sucked in. So I would much rather listen to that. But it's harder to market that because the Christian market is not looking for, is the United States an empire? Uh, but I think right. they'll be fascinated when they hear it. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. so when you were promoting your podcast and yeah. you weren't seeing a lot of traction, how did that affect you emotionally and spiritually? Oh, it's, I mean, it's tough. Like, uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest with the films and the books and stuff like that, I, uh, I, I went through a period of time between uh, the movies and the books where I said, I'm not going to do any Christian media at all. I'm not, I'm not going to do any media at all because I just wanted to go and live my life um, and just like enjoy being a human being for a while. Uh, because like I said, I, I technically have four jobs right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have a whole lot of lifetime. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and that was, it was a really rich period when I was, you know, not producing anything. Um, but then I really felt like I needed to get back into it. So I'm, I've constantly been in this, this mode where I'm trying to exchange, uh, how much is my life and my youth worth versus, uh, the projects that I want to do. Um, and, and so when I, I haven't been getting the listeners, it was just like being in the movies and doing the book where it's like, if nobody is listening, what does it matter? You yeah. know, and so it's a, it, it gets into some very spiritually dark times. Um, and then of course, you know, I, I, I was rereading Job recently and I, I mean, you can get so many different things out of Job, but the thing that always strikes me is his friends. Um, and, and the, the sort of nonsense that they spew in, <laughs> yeah. in my life, I get that all the time. People that love me and care about me will just spew nonsense because they have no idea what it takes to make a show, um, or what I'm going through with all the combinations of jobs I have and things. Um, and they'll just tell me, well, you know, if you just wrote your, your podcast topics as articles, then you know, this whole problem will be solved. But it's like, yes, but then I would have to be a very good writer. I, I would have to like take on another job of being a full-time writer as well as being a podcaster. You know, um, it's just like everybody has some piece of advice like Job's friends. Um, and, uh, and you just kind of have to keep persevering uh, if you really believe in your project. Um, other times you have to just like shut it down and say, you know what, I need to live life for a little while. Um, even if this, this week's episode is going to be late, um, or it's not going to be quite so good, or I've had to take two breaks in, in truce to just like catch my breath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I took a two and a half month break, um, last summer. Um, and I, I needed that badly, um, just to, to catch up. Those um, were, so. those were dark days on my podcast player, Chris. <laughs> Praise God. But you know, I, <laughs> I feel like season three has been way better than two was uh, because oh, yes. I had that time to think and to, and to just kind of deal. Um, so I wasn't always trying to play catch up. Um, 
if just having that space to breathe was great, but it meant I lost a, a, a number of listeners. Um, it took me a long time to regain the momentum I built up because people just thought my feed was dead. Um, but uh, I, I needed that time. So the hardest thing about this, so this whole process has been um, trying to balance work and life. And honestly, I've done a terrible job at it um, because uh I mean, even today, I was going to take today off. And I saw your email. I'm like, well, I have to talk to John. I love talking to John. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a, I edit podcast ads for the Christianity Today Network. Um, and I saw a note from them that I have something I have to do that has to be done today. Um, and, uh, you know, so there, there are just those days you have to make those compromises. Um, and uh, the, the reality, at least with truth, is that I love the work so much. Um, and I love doing the show and it really helps me explain the big questions I have in, in the world that it has value to me outside of, does it have an audience? Um, mm, because it right. helps me untangle the world and the problems I have with it. Um, uh, so that, that to me is, it's, it's valuable in that way, but I'll tell you, there have been some very dark days, <laughs> <laughs> very dark days. Um, and there probably will be more, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. There probably will be. Yeah. I can I mean, tell just, you after, uh, what year is this? It's 2020. So yeah, yeah. after 15 years, yeah, there's gonna there's a, there's a lot of dark days when it comes to podcast. You know, sometimes I, I think I, I'm always amazed when I see people who've, who say, well, we've released an episode every single week mm-hmm. for 10 years. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. What are you putting on hold in your life that you can do that? What are you ignoring? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, life intrudes all the time. All the time, as it should. I mean, there are more important things. You know, you don't want to miss your kid's recital or, you know, um, your anniversary or something because, you know, you had to get an episode out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, how do you think, and, and I think we've kind of talked around this a little bit so far, uh, how do you think Christians should deal with failure and how should they overcome it? Oh, wow. Well, I think we, we need to, st- there are so many things in the Bible that, that we skip over. Um, I feel like especially Instagram is a really good <laughs> indicator of this. Um, if you look on Instagram, it's full of theological nonsense. I mean, it's... it's it is so bad. It is a cesspool of nonsense. Um, even in, in the Christian circles where we hate to acknowledge the reality that life is difficult. Um, and it's very hard. I mean, the, if you read the Bible, you talk to most people about the Bible, um, Christians today, they'll talk about the happy points, um, but completely ignore all the death and the destruction, which to me is the part that grounds me in the Bible because that's, yes. that, that mirrors reality that that shows us that the bible was written with real people in mind you know that there is there's war and there's death and there's problems uh you know uh it obviously you know the god sends his people to be captive in israel or in egypt uh then he hasn't taken over by the um uh, <laughs> the babylonians you know it's like he god is in control throughout the bible but these dark things keep happening it and then people think, oh, that, all, that was all Old, Old Testament. But the, the central figure of the New Testament is crucified in four different accounts in the New yeah. Testament. You know, yeah. uh, Peter or, or Paul is, is beaten. He's thrown out of towns. He's bitten by snakes. He's shipwrecked. 
And that was in the center of God's will. And yes. you know, so people will say, oh, the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. Kind of, because God's not going to smite you, but you're going to have some bodily harm probably. You know, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. you could be like Stephen and be in the center of God's will and yes. be martyred. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, then you look at, at the book of Revelation is, is all death and destruction until you know, God gets the glory in the end. Um, and and the, we have this really poor idea of, of what reality is and what the Bible is. Um, and the Bible is, is full of death and destruction um, and difficulties and persecutions. That is part of life. Uh, like I said, Jeremiah is a book of the Bible, um, and, and nobody listens to him for 40 years. And, and in response, he writes a book called Lamentations. Mm-hmm. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> that that is our heritage it is yeah. not the instagram version of things so i'd say if, if you're struggling with failure as i am um uh, right now the main thing to realize is that is the normal um that that is sort of how it goes in life you know um if, if you feel like you're doing what god is calling to you to do um keep praying about it keep being honest about it um but realize that you are not guaranteed success like Instagram tells you you are. Um, we, we are not promised that. And there's great hope in that. I mean, that sounds terrible. It sounds negative, but it's great hope because that doesn't necessarily mean you screwed up if you start your podcast with 30 listeners and end it with 15 like we did in our first podcast. Uh, you know, it, it, it just means that's how life goes. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean God hates you or that you aren't praying hard enough. You know, it, it just just means that's how life goes. Um, and I think that the, if we can try to transition the church away from Instagram theology and more towards the Bible, um, that would help us tremendously. But that's a tall order because uh, Instagram sells more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I'm starting a new Instagram account. Uh-huh. I'm going to call it Instagram Theology. It's probably yeah. already out there, and it's going to be all the negative verses of the Bible. Oh, that would be great! Oh, you know? I, would, I would subscribe. I, I there's a, a Twitter feed, and I would love to meet the guy who does this uh, or woman. Uh, but uh, uh, all the imprecatory God. prayers, you yeah, know, well, all the yeah. Have you met or read read Church Curmudgeon on Instagram? Yes. Oh my gosh, I just love those. <laughs> Poking fun, like healthy fun at the church. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, John, I, I would definitely subscribe to that Instagram feed. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really going to do it, but someone can oh, steal my idea. I don't yes, have time please. for that. <laughs> oh, tag me in it because I will subscribe to it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, I see that in church so much. And we've, I've had a discussion with our youth pastor that's been ongoing for a year or two. We had a very, uh, very sudden and tragic death in our church. Mm. Um, uh, it was a, a, one of the elders died in a, in a really terrible way um, and left behind the family and all that. And uh, uh, the church, a lot of people were not prepared emotionally and mentally for the idea that people die, mm. um, which is, uh, I mean, it's one of the great fundamental prob- uh, realities of being a human is that literally all of us are going to die. Yeah. Um, you know, minus Jesus. Um, and of course, if you count being taken up in a chariot of fire as death, I don't know. Uh, but you really just about all of us are going to die. Um, and, and, and we're remarkably unprepared for that. 
Um, yeah. And, yeah. and so we, we've had this ongoing discussion. How do we prepare the church for dark realities, difficult realities that are real, you know, uh, in the church? And I, I don't really have the answer for that. Um, but I, I think it's something that we as the church need to get much better at. Um, just, just preparing ourselves for what is actually going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of people are unprepared for that. And I think if there's a podcaster out there or somebody listening to this, I think the, the kind of the whole crux of this is you need to be prepared to fail. Oh yeah. You need to be prepared that you're going to do all this promotion and you might get crickets for a long time. And um, Maybe that can forever. be that, that can be it can be discouraging. Um, I know that I have had to deal with. I, I would promote and promote and promote, and it was as if I was talking to the wall. Yeah. And it took years. It took years for for things to finally take off with a couple of my projects that I that I had going that have, have since gone by the wayside but um yeah it can be it can be certainly certainly be tough all right i want you to have the last word here chris so if you have any final thoughts and if there's anything that you want to promote oh okay promote away <laughs> well i i have a question for you but i'll promote sure. my stuff first and then we can go to your the question okay um but uh so i would love for you to try listening to the truce podcast and that's t-r-u-c-e uh, it's available anywhere you get podcasts. And um, if you feel like you'd like to be a part of it and take away a little bit of the difficulty I'm experiencing, you know, you know, throw me a little bit of money would be awesome. Um, it goes to uh, good things like uh, recording equipment and conferences and um, also me not going crazy. And uh, uh, thank you, John, for having me. But I, I have a question for you, if we can, if that's okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah, you, you've been podcasting for 15 years. And you've been yes. through some dark times. Um, what what keeps you podcasting? Oh, um, I it, it is just something that uh, it started out as kind of a hobby, and yeah. it and it has it's kind of become part of who I am now. I think a lot of people they they maybe they have a hobby, whether it's a, a sport that they play or video games or some or knitting, underwater basket weaving, whatever it might be. And after doing it for so long, when you say, I'm just going to stop, I'm going to take a break from all this, mm-hmm. you get that itch to go back to doing it again. Yeah. And for years, I I was... You know, when you talk about being disappointed, I had a podcast where I never mentioned my faith at all. Mm-hmm. And I just talked about what I considered to be kind of mundane things. And it was the most popular podcast I ever had. Right. And I had to decide at one point and say, this was, you know, kind of like what, what Kale was talking about uh, last time is, do I want to continue doing this thing over here or do I want to do something that's going to impact the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And I decided that I needed to 
do something that was going to impact the kingdom. And it meant losing a large audience. Uh, It meant experimenting with formats and things like that, that was attractive to some people and wasn't attractive to other people. But I just really feel like it's, it's, it's odd. I, 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 I think maybe I can say that God made me a podcaster which I wouldn't have said that 20 years ago because podcasting didn't exist and I had no interest in being in radio or anything like that. But when podcasting came around, it was just something that clicked with me. Mm. And I mean, I'm thankful for it because I've met a lot of wonderful people like you and it has, it has afforded me the opportunity to look at my life and Christianity and the church in many different ways and realize that we're kind of all, we're all serving the same God. Mm. We might have a little bit of difference in how we promote that God, right? Cause yeah. when you, when, when you come down to it, what, what are denominations? There's just different ways to promote the love of God mm. and who he is. <laughs> uh, we, we may promote differently, but I think that, uh, it's just wonderful that we're all serving the same God and can have such a um, varied approach and outlook on, on life. Yeah. So thanks for asking that question. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I've been fascinated by it. And I think one of the things that maybe one of the reasons God has put you in this thing, and I can't speak for the Lord, but maybe I'm just guessing (laughs) is that you're an encourager. Um, And I think that you're an encouragement to a lot of people, especially on the, Christian Podcasters Association Facebook group. Um, I, I just really appreciate your presence there and your level-headedness and uh, and your expertise. I, I, I appreciate that. So thank you, John, uh, for being that in my life. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Struggling for Purpose. Uh, as always, I would appreciate it if you would support this podcast by buying me a coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash John Wilkerson. And hey, share the heck out of this thing if you can and visit trucepodcast.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for sticking me in your ears.